Andrew is the Aussie bloke living in the US. Heather is the American gal living in Australia. Together, they travel the world sharing strategies on how to put your business on autopilot. Doing business online is no longer about having a website. To get more clients and take care of the ones you have, you will need a map. They've got it. So sit back and relax and welcome aboard. This flight is bound to autopilot your business. On today's podcast, we are talking about copywriting tips and tricks. Make sure to grab our free business automation guide now and get access to other special bonuses. Head on over to aybpodcast.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome to podcast number 84. This is Andrew McCauley from Autopilot Your Business, and we are digging in to the topic of copywriting and what are some of the tips and tricks that you can use for your business. We're going to dig into a whole range of different aspects of copywriting. And of course, Heather Porter, all the way from sunny Sydney, is with me. Hey, H. Hello and hello, everybody. Welcome back to the show. Now, we're really inspired about this topic because, um, as some of you know already, we do a little show uh, before a podcast each week called Make It Simple TV. And we had a guest on who is an award-winning copywriter. He's written like stuff for Seinfeld and different movies. And we had a great episode with him and he he basically gave us some great tips. So we wanted to give that to you guys, our podcasting community. And that's the inspiration behind this show. It sure is. And uh, he was, you know, he was full of great information. And it's, mm. one, of those, it's one, of those, one of those skills that, it can be a, quite an acquired skill, and uh, but so many people need it. You know, it doesn't matter whether you're the business manager or a marketing manager or even just a, an entrepreneur. At some point, you're going to need to write good copy, whether it's an email headline, whether it's a you know a Facebook post, that sort of stuff. It's the magic of words that gets people to do uh, and take action. So we're going to dig into that a little bit later in the program. That we are. But before we get started on that, Andrew, what have you learned over the last week? Oh, it's been a busy week for learning, I tell you. There's lots going on, but I'm going to bring out this one that I just finally, finally, finally heard about, mm-hmm. and that is Facebook are now about to roll out. And I say about because they've been talking about this for a while, but they have began this this week, and that is rolling out the search um, option of finding keywords in people's posts in Facebook. So if you've written a post, let's say you've written a great post about copywriting, for instance, and you're like, damn, I wanted to go back and see where that post was. Or you knew that somebody had written a post about copywriting and you did a search for it. Now you'll be able to find the post with those keywords in rather than just searching for people's likes and interests like you used to be able to do. That's amazing. So, um, wow. So actually almost like a search engine where it's just Facebook related posts that come up. Yeah. Almost like a search engine. It's exactly what it is. Mm. And, uh, you know, Facebook have been talking about this for a long time and, uh, they finally rolled it out. Now I tested my Facebook account today and I still don't have it. And I'm over here in the U S uh, I'm not sure if you've got it over there in Australia yet, but, um, Facebook seemed to roll it out in funny orders in funny countries in different, mm-hmm. different, no real uh, rhyme or reason where why they roll it out. So, it could come to your Facebook account anytime soon. <laughs> cool. How about you? What have you been? What have you been learning this week? Well, before I tell what I've learned, I just wanted to let everybody know that obviously 
there's more than just the two things that we talk about. There's there's sometimes so much more. And if you guys didn't, didn't don't know this already, mostly Andrew does these videos. They're called Week in Review. And what we do is we pop them out once about once a week and it's just covering sort of about three things that are pretty substantial that have changed in the online marketing space and business in general. And um, I just wanted to make you guys aware of that. So if you actually want to come on board into that community as well, you can just join us at autopilotyourbusiness.com and sign up there for our tips and scripts. And every week we send you our week in review videos so you can get even more cool updates that way. Yeah. Sometimes it's a, uh, it's a bit of a challenge to work out which thing am I going to share with people on the podcast that I learned. I just yeah, know, I know. I know that I have the, uh, the, the safety in sharing at least three things when I do my little weekend review video. Mm-hmm. And, and they're fun too. You always do really funny little edits in them. So they're worth checking out. <laughs> okay. So what did I learn? So this morning, um, our web developer who's on our team, who's, you know, up, with the web development world and he works in WordPress and he's, he's a big Twitter advocate. He says WordPress 4.0 has been released. So Mm -hmm. what does that actually mean? Okay. So anybody that has a WordPress website, you're running on different versions of WordPress. And this is a very big update because it's a, it's a solid number, right? Normally it comes out in like 3.1, 3.2, et cetera. So we have 4.0. It's a manual update. So recently WordPress has been sort of self updating its platform um, behind the scenes for you. If you're a newer, a newer version of it, but now it's a manual upgrade and there's some key changes in it, uh, such as the plugins area is a little bit more visual. So you can see, you know, the ratings and reviews and, um, it's just easier to use than the list format mm-hmm. that it has now. Media is e- easier to edit and use. So now if you are going to embed a YouTube video, you just paste in the link of your YouTube video and then suddenly it just magically turns into a video. So you can see while editing your page, the actual video and multimedia and um, there's loads of other things. But just be aware that you guys, if you are on WordPress, you might want to have a chat with your web team or your hosting company or whoever keeps your website safe and ongoing and uh, just ask them who's going to be responsible for upgrading WordPress for you. Who are you going to call? <laughs> Who are you going to call? So, yeah, we, so I, I noticed that today. I was in the back end of one of our sites and I was playing around yeah. and I saw 4.0. I'm like, ooh, some changes are going on around here. Absolutely. Yeah, I think it, it looks like it's going to be easier to use. Oh, one other thing too is that apparently in the editing – which is really painful when you're writing a big, big, long blog post or um, a post or page or whatever, you have to scroll up and down inside that little box where you're writing your article to come up to the top where you can do the formatting, like, you know, the bold text yeah, and headlines yeah. and stuff. Yeah. It's apparently the, the bar, that little editing bar is going to follow you around. So you don't oh. have to keep scrolling up and down and up and down when you're creating long posts. Oh, so there's great. lots of little, yeah, lots of little cool things. And, and the, I guess the whole, you know, the web community is raving about it already and saying it's pretty cool. Excellent. Excellent. Awesome. Well, let's kick on to uh, today's topic and that's all about copywriting tips and tricks. Now you do a lot of copywriting for our clients and us and, uh, and I try to do some sometimes as well. I have a bunch of books mm-hmm. sitting right behind me that I know that they're like my Bible when I go and uh, try and do some copywriting. But um, kick us off. What, what's, uh, what's the big deal about copywriting? 
Okay, so I think what we should do is start by painting a picture of what you actually need copywriting for. And there's different types of copywriting as well. So some of it, you know, is to inspire, some of it's to have a conversion. Well, most of it's to have a conversion basically in business, but um, but there's different ways of using it. So think about your online business. You basically, you need to have copywriting for your main website, your sales pages, which are the different pages on your site that sell your products or services, your sales funnels. So that's the actual autoresponder emails and everything that happens behind the scenes to create a sale in your business. Uh, and that could even be phone scripts. I mean, if we want to go offline too, there's, there's lots of different things in that. Landing pages. So those are the opt-in pages. We also got products. So if you're actually creating a product, of course, you need to do the writing behind that product. Um, video scripts. So those are the scripts you write for your promo videos or um, demo videos or sales videos. We got your emails. So your email marketing webinars. So, you know, a lot of us are doing that. And then lastly, and I know there's probably more is of course ads. So writing the copy for ads. So as you can see, there's quite a few pieces there that all of us have to consider in keeping our business going. And you haven't even mentioned anything social there either. No, all the standard social posts and, and blog posts. Yeah, I kind of kept that, I guess, out because I think of that as a, as a separate thing. But you're right. There is, that's a big part of it as well. Yes. All right. So where do you want to dig in? How do you want to tackle this? Before I, I tackle it, I want to know do you, uh, the name of the books. You just said you have books behind you for you know your your little books that I, I guess are what – inspirational in your copywriting? Uh, yeah. So I'll tell you what they are, actually. I'm pulling them out right now. I'm going to give you a, a couple of them. Yeah, in well, fact, um, there is uh, – one of them is called the Robert Collier Letter Book. Now, Robert Collier was a great copywriter mm-hmm. back in the day, but uh, a lot of the copywriters that are around today often go back to Robert Collier. I mean, he was someone who was born in the 1800s, died in 1950, but he – was given the distinction of one of the greatest marketing minds in history. So Robert Collier Letter Book is one of those. A mm. um, couple other books that I have, uh, Words That Sell and the other book, the companion book, More Words That Sell. Both of those are by a guy called Richard Bayon. Now, I use these all the time when I'm trying to come up with catchy titles or catchy headlines or subject mm-hmm. line for emails. I'll go through this and it's almost like a thesaurus but for marketing. So if I'm looking for a specific, uh, uh, you know, uh, if my if my uh, subject line is around service or help, it gives you a whole list of little sentences or phrases that you could use in your in your um, in your in your marketing. So I like to go through that and get some inspiration for that sort of stuff. And then there's a guy called Roy H. Williams who is uh, he, not so famous, but he has he's called himself the Wizard of Ads, <laughs> and cool. um, he he. Uh, has written a number of books. One's called The Tools and Techniques for Profitable Persuasion. Uh, one's called The Secret Formulas of the Wizard of Ads. And the other one's called Turning Words into Magic and Dreamers into Millionaires. Um, all of these books are fantastic. I love them uh, and I read them very regularly. Some of them, as I said, are out a little bit out of date, but the, the message is still the same. So um, there's some of my books that I have. What about you? Do you got any books handy that you? I have a little pamphlet. I do, and and it's um a lot of people would know what this is if they've bought it before. Um, John Carlton, who's a you know old school copywriter, been around for a long time. A lot of people follow what he does. He had a uh, copywriting course, and there's this little thing called Power Words, which is this little um like almost like a just a photocopied 
little pamphlet that's, you know, stapled uh, for lack of a better word. And it's just, it's this short little thing. And it's just a whole list of all these incredible words, um, like secret sauce, you know, things like that, that get emotional. Um, and people get you thinking about something in a different way. So I have that as a, like a little inspirational thing to pull words from. And then I also love, um, recently, uh, Frank Kern just did a big launch and he brought into that launch, uh, David Ogilvy ads, before that launch, I was following David's stuff for a while, though, all the Ogilvy stuff. That's the old stuff that was in magazines, um, direct, you know, direct marketing, sort of print advertising, which is more of an educational piece, like an advertorial. And there's loads of those examples online. They're great to get ideas from just on how to educate, but sell through education as well. So I get a lot of inspiration from those too. Yeah, I think Frank Kern uh, is good. I'll also like Perry Belcher's stuff too. You and I both talk about Perry Belcher. I think he's one of the, the modern marvels of copywriting these days. Yeah, he is. So there's some ideas for you guys. I just thought I, while you were talking about that, we should just talk about some of our inspiration. And there's loads more as well. That's just the tip of the iceberg. Yeah, really. But um, let's go into the different types of, I guess, things that we need to be aware of in our business. So the first one, of course, is a website. Now, this is all about tips and tricks of, of, I guess, copywriting, what to keep in mind. So with your website, the main thing to keep in mind is to write the content for the visitor to your site. So what's in it for them? It's not a place for you to say, we do this and this and this and this. Um, we've talked about this before in a previous episode as well. It's got to be about your visitor. So you've got to flip all of your writing around to make it about them, um, how you're going to help them, what's in it for them, what you know, what should they be doing on your site to get the best results. It's that sort of writing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. It's not all about you. It's about them, as you said, turn the mirror and yes. uh, and what's in it for people as they get to your website. And also don't be so wordy. Just work to get to the point as fast as possible with your writing. So uh, we're all very, very busy individuals nowadays, and we don't want to be scrolling and scrolling, trying to find what we're actually looking for. So even, you know, that even comes with the navigation at the top, like mm -hmm. the main menu items that you put in. Can you shorten those words down even more? Think about everything, make it short, sweet, and to the point, and also all about the visitor. Um, so that standardly copywriting on your site, you'd have the home page and then the, the about, um, the contact page, the service or products page. And then of course, all the blog posts, which is another topic. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So that's websites. Anything else on websites before we move on? I think those are the main tips for that. Keep it short, sweet, and make it about the visitor. All right. What about the money pages? The money pages. Okay. So those are, um, well, there's a couple kinds of those really. Um, a money page is something that I think comes up almost like an accident. It's something that you don't even know is there until your analytics tell you it's there. And what do I mean by that? It, it's basically suddenly you've written a blog post and you're getting all this traffic to it. And you don't know why, but you just hit the nail on the head. It's a perfect mix of keywords. It's been found in the search engines. People are sharing it socially. And it becomes what's known as a money page where you then your job as a copywriter is to look at how do you then go back into that page and write content to convert the visitors because you have loads of traffic coming there. So what do you want them to do next with you? So you want to make sure and keep an eye out for those pages. There's another kind of money page too that I guess is just your typical sales page. These are the pages that bring money into your business. So a sales page is obviously a planned page and that's a big part of your business. And it's essentially, it's different from a shopping cart because a shopping cart has lots of different products. 
A sales page is essentially, it's just one page with limited navigation and it's ideas to sell one product or service, generally more premium priced, um, a little bit more expensive. So sales page, obviously you're, you're going in for the sell and I guess the key thing to keep in mind here is how do you get a sale? So you want to do demos, you want to do, um, you want to talk about the benefits, not so much the features, but the benefits of, of your product or service. And you want to back up why it's so good. So you want to definitely bring in your testimonials and endorsements and statistics and things that, that prove why people should buy your product or service. Yes, yes. Okay. So, tip, yeah. so tips on those? I think, well, for, for me, mm, yeah. um, no, I think you covered uh, most of those. Um, one thing that I that is that's gone out is those big gaudy headlines. I think people mm-hmm. are, are getting sick of those, you know, those stark headlines that are like screaming at you when you get the page, mm-hmm. and also bad buttons, <laughs> bad coloured <laughs> buttons are all part of, um, you know, where do you put that? Where do you put the call to action inside your copy? Um, but having some really yucky yellow, uh, just those. Ugh, not yet. Two thousand eight Yeah, they're terrible. So yeah. just keep your eye on those. Make them. Yeah. Run. So mm-hmm. key tips around that would be, I guess, twofold. So keep an eye out for pages on your site, particularly in your blog, that are attracting traffic, and then lock them down so you are getting conversions from those. Oftentimes we'll write a blog post just to write a blog post, but there's no conversion or next call to action on there. Uh, and then the other main tip here, I guess, would be to really pay attention to the benefits and the proof. So the social proof and the endorsements, but then the benefits of your product or service. Again, this is not a features list. This is a, it's, this is the emotional piece. This is what, how's the person's life going to change specifically as a result of, you know, using your products or service. Are they going to lose weight? Are they going to make more money? Are they going to find love? That sort of stuff. Now, before we go, you just said mm. something that I want to question you on. Sure. You said, uh, have the page in lockdown. What does that mean? <laughs> that's just my own language. <laughs> Meaning, that's a good question. That's what well, I say, meaning that you want to keep the people in your site and taking in the next step from you. So in, you're, you're looking to lock down the escape routes and make it so they continue somewhere else on your site. And so, so, so you're not having, you don't have a whole mm-hmm. range of uh, headers and footers and links and social icons all over that page. It's more about, hey, you want them to do one thing and one thing only, and that's buy the product, right? Yes. Well, exactly. And if it's a blog post, you want them to take the next step with you. Um, I remember, you know, Andrew, you, you and I were talking to, or maybe, I think it was just me, actually. We just started something, guys, called the Online Master Plan Series, which um, we'll talk about in a little bit. But one of the other mentors in there who specializes in Pinterest, what she, I was talking to her about this exact topic. And she said to me, you know, it's interesting you brought that up because that's exactly how I created my product that made me thousands and thousands of dollars. She said, I, I was watching my blog posts and one day, this particular blog post for whatever reason just came out of the out of nowhere and it got all this traffic so she restructured the page into a sales page to sell a product mm. and so she actually still had the, the the content but she wrote it more like a sales page um and as a result that's how she created her product just from that idea of just keeping your pages locked down and looking at how do you get people to take the next step with you that's pretty cool. So she had mm. a blog, it was the normal sort of bloggy looking blog, and yep. and realized that there's a there's a there's a need there. She's solving a problem. How do I make that uh, problem uh, into a monetary gain for her? And so she made it a bit more salesy and put some call to actions inside the blog post. And made money as a yeah, result. Love it. Uh, love exactly. It. Very smart. So that's sales pages. 
All right. So at the top of the when you started when we started talking about these list of things, you said sales pages. Then you said sales funnel. Yes. What is the difference between a funnel and a page? Okay. So funnel is, and and this could be a lead funnel as well. Um, it's basically where your leads come in to ultimately, hopefully make, you know, you want to make them into a sale. So there's this whole, I guess, process behind that. If you think about a funnel, what is it? So first of all, you've got to think about the opt-in. So what are you giving away? There's writing that's going to be involved in that, whether it's a cheat sheet or a video or whatever it is, you're going to be writing something for that. And that information is just giving, you know, there's no sales in that. That's just giving great content. Then there's the follow-up. So the follow-up consists of not only emails, but it also consists of potentially other landing pages because you're going to be sending people to pages to either get more valuable content or to watch videos or download things. And you want to have, of course, good content on those pages. You don't want to just chuck up a PDF on a page and, and say, here, go here. You want to create an environment around that PDF of benefits for the user. Then you have those. So you you have all these things working and created behind the scenes to ultimately take a lead into becoming a sale and leading them into that sales page we just talked about. Yeah, I think funnels these days are getting more and more uh, advanced. Not, advanced. <laughs> not so much advanced, but also mm-hmm. uh, the value of these funnels. I've seen funnels lately that have been full of information. Mm-hmm. And if you did nothing else except just went through their funnel, you would learn a heck of a lot. And I think that's the new that's the new um, the bar has been raised. In the old days, they used to fluff around in these videos or these uh, funnels, and they'd give you one piece of content, and you'd and to find out the secret source, you'd have to watch the next video, and then you get to watch the next video, and they didn't give you the full source, so they said one more, one more, and you keep coming back like a sucker. But I think um, what's happening these days is people are getting so much value out of the, out of the funnels that uh, they are an education in themselves. They are, and that's exactly why they exist like that now because by the time you're done with them, you're either going to know if you like the person that created them, if you trust them, and if you feel like you could get benefit from them you know, when you buy their products or service. So, And that's the outcome. That's why we create these funnels in the first place to pre-qualify and, and pre-educate, hopefully, our leads. So by the time the sales page pops up, they already want it. They don't, you don't even have to do too much of a sell. Love it. Love so it. key points around that, guys, would be um, with the opt-in, again, when you're writing the content for your freebie that you're giving away, keep that valuable. So that is a teaching. That's a how-to. That's something that is you are being generous with. So so you don't have to think salesy, salesy in that. You're just writing good, good information. The emails that supplement and follow up. Again, um, we, I loved hearing this this morning from Dean, who's on our Make It Simple TV show, how he was saying that, you know, short emails. And that's what we found, too. The longer the email, the less clicks we're getting at the longer side of the email. So people are definitely appreciating the short emails. Well, think about, so, this, think about hmm. yourself. Like if I, I know if I, even if I send you an email and we're talking, <laughs> we're business partners, you know me fairly well, and yeah. I send you a long email, there's a fair chance that you're not going to read my long email, <laughs> right? So, so no. I know that. So I don't write long emails generally to you unless it's just a forward. But, um, yeah. but you're not, you're not the only person like that. I, I, I would read a, I'd read a quick email uh, quicker and more often uh, obviously than I would sit there in a long email. If I see a long email, I'm like, I haven't got time for this. I'll come back. And sometimes it's not for a week or two. 
<laughs> That's exactly. Yeah. And, and I'll even have funnels that I've signed up for that I think, you know, I really am interested in. And then they're, they'll send me this long email and I'll just put it away in a folder and I'll think, oh, I'll just get back to that. And I never do. Never do. That's right. And people won't. So the idea yep. is short and sweet. But that's good news for us as, as a copywriter because writing something short should be easier than writing something long. And you just just stay away from all the flowery language. You know, you're just, the outcome of an email is to have a good subject line and get somebody in to take a click. So you want to get them to click into the next step with you, whether it's a web page, download, something like that. Um, so short emails, uh, and then the, the, I guess the delivery of the different products in there as well, any product, or I, I should say giveaway or freebie or bonus that supplements the funnel, make sure it's also good value. Nowadays, if you're repurposing content, just don't repurpose, look into it and make sure it makes perfect sense for what you're giving away as part of that funnel. And is there, I always say seed the product or service at the end of the funnel. So everything that you're strategically lining up in your funnel should be seeding in what's happening at the end. So you're going to use that in your writing. So you're going to be writing the bits and pieces of, um, you know, the bigger product or service that, that you, you have, you're going to kind of incorporate that in. Perfect. That's that one. Landing pages. Landing pages. All right. Give it to us. Landing pages are, well, their sales pages are a landing page, but I guess in this way, I want to say opt-in page. So an opt-in page is essentially a page you go to, to get the freebie. So um, short and sweet on those, which is great. So for landing page, Generally, you can have a um, you know you have a headline and a few bullet points as to what the person's going to get, and there's even really high converting landing pages or, or opt-in pages that just have a sentence. You've seen those, we've used those before, Andrew. Well, you know, we've used them. Yeah, absolutely. Got a big picture on the back yeah. end in the background and a one sentence like key bullet mm-hmm. point. Uh, sign up now, and that's it. That's all it has to do, and it's and it is super high converting. People go. Oh, you know what? You're not trying to sell me on a bunch of fluff. I like the brevity of it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take you up on that offer. Exactly. It's really easy to get in. So keep it. These pages should be very easy for the person to get into your funnel. And and so you want to remove the flowery language. Just get straight to the point and tell them what they're gonna get. Just you know, it's pretty much that simple. Obviously, you've got to speak the right language of your market and and do some research there. But you just keep it short and sweet on those landing pages. Okay, so next up, we got product creation. So, well, products in this way would be essentially the online products, so the info products. So we're looking at membership sites. So you have different modules that you might teach in your membership site. That in, that could be videos, that could be worksheets, um, anything around that. It could be MP3s that they get. So there's quite a bit of copywriting in this space as well. And again, this copywriting is, is how-to copywriting. So great tip around that would be to, um, I found that if you are presented with, I have to create a membership site or I have to create five modules, a lot of us will just never do it. So a good way of doing this kind of copy is just to talk it out and then transcribe it. Same goes for writing books. We've done our book that way as well. Mm-hmm. Yep, absolutely. So product creation, I guess the key tip or trick there would be when creating products, just record your conversation. Maybe get somebody to ask you questions if you work best that way. But just plan some bullet points and talk around those bullet points, get it transcribed, and then have it turned into your content from there. You could either kind of edit or write it or give it to somebody else. I think one thing that you may want to do is make sure that the product you're creating is a wanted product. Does your customers want it? And uh, find out exactly what they want and then feed that back to them in your in your copywriting. Absolutely. 
Yeah, good point. Uh, okay, so that's landing uh, product creation. Now, moving on, this is a very, very important one. We got video scripts. All right, so where might you put a video? This is different from product videos, by the way. So where would you put a video, Andrew, in your in your sort of your marketing mix? Well, you can put them on a, on a number of places. You can put them on a sales mm-hmm. page. You can have them as a complement to text that you've written on the page so you may want to have a bit of video a bit of text you can even have what they call a video sales letter which is just a video by itself mm. and all you're doing is talking to the camera generally it's you talking face to the camera or you may have those you know those uh whiteboard videos or those graphical videos that are done up um, which would be a video sales letter so you may see those you may use them for those you may even have them on your landing pages as well so you may even want to have just a quick little video about why they need to sign up for your uh, offer and it could be exactly on there. so here's a couple tips for those to create those so first of all is this video going to be something you're going to be speaking to the camera on, or is it going to be something that is like um, more slides, like PowerPoint slides, where if you've seen those videos before, lots of us have, where there's um, like little written words that go across the screen or even animation videos, basically anything that doesn't have your face to the, to the camera. So there's two different ways of, I guess, writing content for that. If you are going to record to the camera, then a real easy way is to actually kind of, ad lib and and basically just go off the cuff but you want to have structure so you create a few bullet points of what you're going to talk about and you can just pop those underneath the camera lens or just somewhere down to look at and so in between edits you're refreshing um you know transitions i should say you're refreshing your mind what you're about to say you're you're saying though that bullet points and people can just ad lib as they go do you think that's good for a sales letter for people that aren't um, especially good at um, sort of making it up on the spot? Not necessarily. So that's, yeah, exactly right. So the second one would be to do teleprompter. Right. And in that case, you are, it literally is a sales letter. So it's something that you'd put on your sales page, but you're just going to be saying it to the camera. So for teleprompters, it's, it's basically to write for that, what you want to do. Key tip around that, because we've used these before, is just write it in Word and then do lots of spaces because as you're doing a teleprompter, you have to have like sort of breaks so you can keep up to it. So just keep some spaces in there. Uh, and then, of course, if you're doing the animation or the doodles or the PowerPoint, that's easy because you're essentially just reading. It's right there on the screen and you're just clicking through, um, you know, your your slide. Or if you're doing your own voiceover, you're just reading again and then your voice is used on top of animation. So for those, definitely do more preparation. Um, it is, again, a sales letter, so you want to think through it. All right. I know we're running out of time. We've only got a couple left to go before we wrap up. Mm. Um, what about email marketing? So we touched on that briefly before as part of the funnel, and there's two types of emails. There's the the funnel email, which are your autoresponder emails. So those are the ones that are automated and written in advance. And again, keep those nice, short, and sweet. Then there's the other ones, other otherwise known as a broadcast email or a campaign, which are basically emails that go out now. So you're thinking, okay, so it's newsletter time. I've got to create one and send it out. So it's the fresh, it's the fresh content that you're creating and delivering over time. So for those, uh, really the same tips, short and sweet to the point, the idea of sending an email is to get somebody to do something. So you want the, you want to tease them enough where they want to click that link 
to go to wherever you're sending them, which is generally going to be your website, but it could be, you know, a social media account as well. So short and sweet to the point, pay very close attention to subject lines and all the emails that you write. You want it to be not misleading and hypey. I've, oh, you and I have read a few of these. I remember we pull them up, we laugh and there'll be a subject line that it has it's really amazing and you want to open the email, but then by the time you're at the end of the email, the subject line didn't even make sense. Yeah. I think there's one like something I milked a goat or something really bizarre like that, right? And you want to, you're like, what? And then you go in and there's no reference to it. So you actually end up as the reader of the email a bit kind of jaded at the end thinking you totally misled me. Yeah, that's not a good thing to do. Not a good thing to do because the uh, as we spoke about earlier, in a previous episode, Google are going to have that unsubscribe button high up on their Gmail. So uh, you don't want people to be clicking on that when they see a, an irrelevant headline. No. And I found, you know, because a lot of our clients, they run events. And I found um, just by testing, when you actually put the words, you are invited, um, generally those emails get opened and, and clicked more and more signups have, happen as a result rather than just kind of doing a general come and learn this or, or the five tips of this, it's, you just have to think about what you're wanting them to do. And you also only want to, you don't want to waste people's time. So you want them the only those that are interested to actually come on in and click and, and read your email. Yeah. Now I think there's a number of ones we've still got left, but I think we might wrap it up um, mm. with the final one and that's webinars. Cause everyone seems to be jumping on the webinar bandwagon. Yes. So give us a rundown of what the, what the copywriting tricks are for a webinar. So the webinar is all about pre-qualifying at the very beginning because you have a live environment. So a webinar is essentially like a live event online where depending on the platform that you use, it might be video or it might just be your voice or whatever you use. But you straight off the bat, you want to welcome the people in and you want to pre-qualify them. So you're saying this this call or this session is perfect for you if you are X, Y, and Z, and it's not going to be perfect for you if it's this, this, and this. So again, it's all back to that fundamental of don't waste people's time. And so first you pre-qualify and then you set the stage for what is going to be discussed in the call. So this is, this is the marketing piece of, um, I guess, making them aware of the problem. So what's the problem behind the solution that you're about to offer and then really back that up. So you want to go and you want to research in, um, statistics and just information around the problem to really drive it home to people. If they don't make change today in your webinar, then they're going to be a statistic. So you start with that afterwards. And then, so, so you, those are the two, I guess, big chunks. And then from there, it's teaching. It's basically coming up with the topics or the milestones or the different components of your product or service that you're going to sell. And you're not going to go too deep into any of these, but you're going to make it more of a, an awareness, big picture awareness of why they need each of these things in their life or their business. And then you wrap up by saying, okay, so how would you like me to help you in each of these areas? Look, I have this great you know, product or service that does that. So sort of four unique chunks is the pre-qualification, it's the education or the, um, the problem, and then it's the teaching, and then it's the call to action at the end. Perfect. Yes, call to action at the end. Now, obviously, if you're not doing a webinar to sell anything and it's just a webinar for content, you don't need to follow that format. No. But that's for especially for selling stuff on a webinar. This is more of a sales-based one. But still, yeah. I'd say um, if you're doing a general webinar, just, again, 
remind people why they're there and what they're going to get, and then summarize at the end. So at the end of this call, you've just learned this, this, and this. So you're just reminding them of all the things that you've taught them. So they remember the value that they've just gotten by hanging out with you. If this was a webinar right now, and you're about to give a call to action for our listeners right now, what would that be? Oh, this, you mean the podcast was a webinar? Yeah, let's say this is a webinar and you wanted to say, okay. let's say our Digital Traffic Institute, for instance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. gotcha. Okay. So, so I basically say, so guys, you know, obviously we've covered a lot of different information. We've covered websites, we've talked about landing pages, sales pages, funnels, webinars, video scripts. There's so much out there. If you think about this, like if you really sit here and think about this, overwhelm is probably going to creep in because there's different types of copy. And what's very helpful that we found is that when you have scripts or templates that you can refer to in each of these areas, it makes your life a lot easier because you're not just trying to get get started with nothing. So we have created this incredible, incredible online uh, training platform called the Digital Training Institute. And inside of there, you get tips and scripts and templates. So if you're writing an autoresponder email series, we already have like a template in there that you can download to get started. And you just ask some, answer some questions in there and it almost self-writes itself for you. Um, But here's what, here's what's really important about that sort of stuff is even if you have the scripts and templates, there's still going to be a moment in there where you're going to have a question. So a big part of learning and staying up to date and, and driving yourself forward is having access to somebody that can answer your questions. So in there as well, we have every couple of weeks, we do a um, live Q&A session where you come to us with your problems, your roadblocks, anything that's holding you back, and then you get them answered in real time what's working right now online so you can actually go forward with that. And that's our Digital Traffic Institute. We would love to see you guys in there. So the next step is basically, Andrew, yes, that's how I do it. Oh, one, one final piece. If they were going to go and see a Digital Traffic Institute, where would they be going to? Easy. DigitalTrafficInstitute.com. And uh, we have some information on there. But yes, you guys, that is a real product um, that we offer inside of our own business. And um, that's exactly what's in it. It's live Q&A. It it sounds like you've done that before. Sounds like I I don't know if I have yet, actually, because it's relatively new. But um, one thing I did want to say, earlier I spoke about an amazing mentor that's uh, in the online master plan series with us. And that was the one where I was telling you that she had a blog post and she turned it into a sales page. Her name is Laura Wage, and we have just created a new podcast, guys. So we have a brand new podcast. It's just started. Episode number four went up today and it's called Overcome Online Overwhelm. And Laura Wage is kind of like our ringleader. And then um, Andrew and I jump on not only with um, Laura, but a couple of the other mentors in the online master plan series. And we each give really quick tips. So every day you can get a, a podcast from us and they're literally three to four minutes long, really quick tips about how to grow your business. Yeah. Every podcast is under five minutes. It's pretty awesome. So short, so short and so sweet. Perfect. You know, little listen while you're having a coffee or a tea break. Um, but yeah, we'd love to, to have you come on over because it's Andrew and I in a different way. We're actually talking more about business in general and just how we've grown our business and just the, I guess, the barriers we've come across, but the the learnings we've had as well. And there's lots of good little information in there. Yes. Awesome. Very good. Now, if you are listening to us on iTunes, we'd love to uh, have a review. If you've got a, if time to leave a review for us, we'd love to hear a review from you. Whether you're on Stitcher, Pod, Podomatic, 
SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, all of those, we accept reviews in all currencies. <laughs> so uh, if you can leave a review, that would be great. Um, show notes, where do they find the show notes? You go to AYB Podcast, as in autopilot your business, aybpodcast.com, and we'll have them there next to this episode. Where are we on? Did we say 84? Uh, 84 today, yes. My goodness, 84. That's where that's where we are. And um, if you're in iTunes, go ahead and search for Overcome Online Overwhelm, and you'll find our newest show in there. All right, H, thank you very much. Great show. I look forward to seeing you on the next one. Sounds like a plan. Thanks, you guys. All passengers and cabin crew should now be seated with their seatbelt securely fastened. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the first officer speaking. On behalf of your captains, Andrew McCauley and Heather Porter, we would like to thank you for taking the journey with us to autopilot your business. You are now closer to putting your own business on autopilot using the Internet. Of course, if you would like to rack up some frequent flyer points, visit our website, www.autopilotyourbusiness.com. Or check us out on Facebook at facebook.com slash autopilotyourbusiness. These frequent flyer points are totally useless, but the information is gold. Until we fly again, happy travels.